Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. My name is Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, lots of stuff is happening here. I'm trying to figure out levels. Oh, boy. Levels are happening. I think that's okay. I think it's fine. Am I low? You said it was fine. Now you're saying you're low. Make up your mind. How do you like that? You're the engineer. I think I sound great. <laughs> Uh, look, we're just carrying a little bit of that, uh, Star Trek, the next conversation, uh, charm over to the excellent adventure. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah. You know, where people talk about levels for the first couple of minutes. Oh. Because Andy's convinced he's not high enough. Oh. But he is. So what he, he, here's his weirdness. He makes me turn down the master volume in the headphones, but Mm -hmm. then he thinks he's too low. So he wants me to crank him up so that he's constantly peaking. Oh. And I tell him, I try to write, I can't wrap his head around it yet. Hmm. Someday we'll get there. We're only 104 episodes in. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a lot. Yep. 
We only, I mean, look, that's that's started, two that, years of episodes. That podcast started not. I mean, it started a few months after us. Yeah, sure did. Wish I had thought better of all of it. <laughs> well, guys, it's been real. There's some eggheads <laughs> and some uh, TNC President Circle members, honey. I know. So there's some good crossover. I- I'm well aware. Um, let's talk about what's happening in Babytown. Well, we saw the doctor last week. We did see a doctor. <laughs> Matt has been, now that he's on hiatus, he's been coming to the, all the appointments. Um, he came to most of them before hiatus even, but we kind of decided the appointments that I didn't have ultrasounds, he didn't have to come to because it started to be very hectic. But now that he's off, he's coming to the non-ultrasound appointments. I'm there every step of a way. Yep. Uh, yeah, so look, we uh, hung out over there for a bit. I feel like you and the doctor are developing a real rapport. Um, I'm always, me and doctors usually get along, which is what I found so startling about uh, our first IVF doctor. Mm. Ironically, that's where he came from. It is. So, you never know. You never know. Hopefully, I have a rapport with him. Otherwise, I don't know. What if he's a doctor? Doctor baby? Yep. It just comes out like a doctor? Yep. With a PhD, an MD? Yep. Wow. And a lab coat. Doctor baby. It'd be cute if they like had little infant lab coats for babies. <laughs> we could he could be a doctor for Halloween. It's like uh baby geniuses. Mm-hmm. The movie. Mm-hmm. Never saw it. Directed by the same guy who directed a Christmas story. Oh. That's a fact. That's quite an oeuvre. Um, I like how everyone chooses to start texting me when I start a podcast. Uh, my mother today uh, called and said, we're coming the 19th, not the 20th. I'm oh. updating my wife on that while I update the audience. Okay. <laughs> Flights were cheaper. Oh. Oh. Okay. So a very classic, our parents kind of thing. Did you uh, ask her to get the Tdap? Yep. Great. Thank you. She said okay. Thank you. Uh, I got mine on uh, when? What, what day did I get mine? Monday. I got you got mine it before. Monday. Yeah, you got it before you saw the doctor. Before so. we saw the doctor, but after we saw the podcast audience. Correct. Yes. So that's the update on that. Didn't know you could make an appointment on the internet. At Very Walgreens. easy. Would have done it a long time ago if I knew that was the case. Uh, uh, yeah, it takes two weeks to go into effect, so. So it'll be in effect next Monday. Um, we, you know, the doctor and I seem to have, uh, we talked about the, the, I think we bonded on the Tdap vaccine and the $65 yes, of it all. Yes, because our insurance for some reason doesn't cover it if you just get it at Walgreens, but both Matt and I had the experience of being like, well, I'm here. I'm going to just get it. I'm not going to like go to the hassle of going to, because they won't do it at my OBGYN's office. I'd have to go to like my primary care doctor. And I was like, that's just a pain. Mm, super pain, especially um, for me. Who doesn't have one. Correct. Um, Would you, are you, are you out there? Would you like to be my primary care physician? You don't even have to be a doctor. Um, honey, yes. Yes, they do. They're going to be your primary oh, care okay. doctor. Um, and then our dog, the OBGYN was saying they used to do them in the office, but there was like all this weird stuff with insurance reimbursement. Yeah. Maybe they weren't reimbursed enough. I don't know. It's like there's a conspiracy to get people to not 
get the teed up. They just want an <laughs> epidemic of whooping cough. And it seems to be a $5 difference between everybody. So Yeah. Anyway, we're well, all inoculated we're all, now. We're all ready to go. Bring it on. Bring on your whooping coughs. Well, don't, actually. Bring on your your dumb parenting and your, your whooping coughed baby. Um, so here's an interesting thing that happened at the appointment. She went to listen to the baby's heartbeat because even though I wasn't getting an ultrasound, they always listen to the heartbeat, the little Doppler thingy. And she went to listen where she usually listens. She was like, hmm, not there. And then she moved it up and she was like, oh, there it is. And then she was like, he's moved up. Mm-hmm. He hasn't dropped. She was like, he's not going early. No. Well, seemingly. It, seemingly. Would, it would indicate. Yes. She's, um, I find that the, our doctor, our, your OBGYN there is uh, a lot like ancient aliens. <laughs> On the History Channel. Never watched it. Well, you know, it's the show where they, all the phrasing of everything they say, the narrator is always, could it be that possibly aliens were the ones who built the pyramids? <laughs> and is it possible that aliens have been on Earth for the entire time humans have been here? You think that's how she talks? It's the, it's possible. It could be. Well, she it's want, that. She doesn't want to commit to exactly it. what the narrator of Ancient Aliens does. I get it. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. It is correct. It is a correct, it is analogous. It's as important, so you know, our, civilization. You're saying our doctor is a, is a narrator of a History Channel show? I'm saying our doctor is legally written as a, a History Channel bullshit show mm. about ancient aliens. So... She said, based on his current position, it seems like he will not be arriving early. And we had just been talking about getting our car seats installed, which is happening tomorrow by a certified car seat technician, installer person. And she was like, yeah, you probably don't have to do that yet. But <laughs> we were like, all right. <laughs> but we're but still we going to do it. still did it. Um because you never know. I mean, I could go in next week and they could be like, oh, your blood pressure's through the roof. You, we got to check you in to the hospital immediately. Like, I, you know, at this point, anything could happen. True. My concern right now, you know, this is something I had just put off. Uh, will this baby be born in a time that would allow me to see Avengers Endgame? This is the real question. It's going to be tight. I know. I know. And even if it Endgame comes out on the 26th, everybody. Even if it doesn't, if the baby doesn't come before that, like you will have to be there like with your phone out the whole time. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have it out, but But I would certainly, I would wear an Apple Watch that day. Yeah, or you'd have to be available. I would assume you'd come see it with me. Well, you'd like to go to like those midnight screenings. Well, I mean, I gotta get there before the baby. I would go. Although they say babies aren't born during the day, right? Yeah, maybe we could go to like a 10 a.m. screening. You're not going to labor at 10 a.m. We could go to like an early morning screening. I would go to that. Do you work for Disney? Would you like to let my wife and I see Avengers Endgame <laughs> at a press screening of sorts? It's too bad I still don't work for BuzzFeed. I probably could have gotten us into something. Oh, what a dream. That would have been worth keeping my job. Yes, you got Gorley and I into Spectre and came with us, and I completely forgot that you were there because mm. I only had eyes for Matt. Yeah. And Daniel. I don't even think I sat with you guys. I don't know. 
we really needed our own space. We were so excited. <laughs> I know. It was really stupid. It was we very, it was loved very cute, that movie. We saw Skyfall together. Also, the publicist on that movie listened to James Bonding. Like she, she knew about James Bonding. Yeah, and well, she got us Craig so over helped. on uh, Nerdist. Yeah, that's right. I've that's worn right. Daniel Craig's watch. Oh, what oh, a time! What a, what a life. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So barring something else happening, she was like, I don't think you're going early. I'm not going to let you go past 42 weeks. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's an option. <laughs> I, I didn't think she would even let me go that late, but then she's like, and at 41 weeks, we're going to start discussing like what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, oh my God. Uh, baby's going to come when the baby's going to come. Baby's on his own schedule. Um, any updates regarding, let's see. So that was the Dr. Brown of it all. Uh, what else did we, what happened this week? I don't even remember. It's been a long week. We also uh, met with our birth photographer. Ladies and gentlemen, we met with our birth photographer. I hope you're happy. She looks like Lori Loughlin. She is a birth photographer if I ever saw one. Is she? She's not what I pictured. Uh, having met her and heard her speak, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, it makes sense, but she wasn't like totally what I was picturing. I, I was picturing either that or a um, fit bald man. Oh, those are the two. Those are the two options in my head for interesting birth photographer. I think I was picturing someone more like East Side. Oh, and less uh, Orange County. Yeah, sure. It's something you'll all understand someday <laughs> when you move to Los Angeles. <laughs> um, but no, I'm. Uh, she seems she seems very good, and she was great with Bo. Bo loved her because mm-hmm. she's also going to take some newborn photos, and I wanted Bo to be in those photos, so I wanted to make sure Bo got a chance to meet her. This is all playing the door you had without the telling me that Bo was going to be in the photos. Mm-hmm. So, look, at this point, guys, I'm just strapped in and along for the ride, <laughs> trying to do whatever it is she tells me I'm doing. Which is why we're recording right now. Mm. I woke up from a nap. She's like, should we record now? I was like, do you want to record now? I just sat down. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom. This is this is the Dory of now. Meanwhile, what had I been doing, guys? Well, look. Matt, here's Matt the Martyr. <laughs> Here went, he is. Went out to a hardware store because <laughs> my wife is, insists on a shelf in the baby's room. A corner shelf. Well, can you believe it? But our walls are not even close to 90 degrees. <laughs> it's like, it's so bananas. First of all, the wall on the wall that is plaster, which is the original wall, obviously, not obviously, but is uneven, which happens with plaster walls built in the 20s. Uh, so, you know, I was sort of dealing with that. I was like, well, I can, we can make that work. And then I looked at the degree to which the other side of the corner shelf was going to be off the wall. 
And I then realized, oh no, I have to shim this thing. So I had to go to the hardware store to find materials to... Uh, I mean, essentially, I just wanted a uh, protractor, which Dory had, but I couldn't figure out how to put a pencil in it because it's just a weird old protractor from 1990. So, Why would, do I have a protractor? Who knows? I like that you've held on to it for this long, <laughs> just <know>. in case. <laughs> and it's useless because the part that you need for protractors doesn't work. Right. It needs some sort of like pencil tip an insert of sorts yeah um so i went out to the hardware store and uh i was that was i was like this is the best trip of a hardware store in my life i bought a coping saw i got some drill bits i'm in, I'm, I'm 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 determined to never let these drill bits leave this drill bit box but as has happened with every other set of drill bits i've ever bought in my life they disappear slowly but surely uh and then i bought this like weird uh cool angle this weird little like measuring thing that you press up against like think of one of those uh things you would buy at spencer's gift that you would press your face into and you'd have the imprint of your face in it oh yeah so imagine that with all the little pins yeah i used to love those but on a on a purely uh horizontal situation one row of them and that is what i bought to get that angle of that wall because the protractor wasn't quite working and i was like while i'm here i better pick these both up so i did and currently gluing the shim into place onto the shelving unit it's all clamped in the backyard and i was surprised that dory didn't know that i had just sat down because i had been sawing out there with a power saw Right next to the bedroom. But we got new windows. I heard like a vague buzzing, but like it didn't sound like a crazy. It wasn't like loud or anything. Mm, Interesting. It's good to know. And I just slash terrifying snoozed a bit. Uh, She needed she needed a nap, guys. I'm growing a human. Uh, That in a fit of. Annoyance, I got rid of everything in our hallway because I kept hitting my leg on the nightstand that was sitting in the hallway, and then I decided to hang everything. Looks great. Yep. I said to Dory, can I hang everything that's on the floor in the hallway right now? She said, I'd rather you didn't. It's going to look crazy. And I said, no, it won't. And I said, let me just do it. And then you can tell me if it looks crazy. And then I'll undo it. And I did it. And I only wanted one thing changed. What did you want changed? The Spinal Tap poster. Oh, she wanted it lowered. Yeah. Well, there you go. So it didn't look crazy, everybody. Yep. I did it. He did it. Matt Myra, once again. Oh, boy. Here we go. Was right. Uh-huh. If only someone would listen to him. Yep. Anyway. Um, so another thing that happened this week is the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Oh, this is a new segment called What's in the Safe Sleep News Cycle? And Fisher Price issued a warning about the rock and play due to reports of death when infants roll over in the product. 
and they are aware of 10 deaths since 2015 after, quote, after the infants rolled from their back to their stomach or side while unrestrained, all 10 infants were three months or older. So several people sent this to me or Mm -hmm. tweeted it at me or, you know, messaged it to me on Instagram. And, you know, a lot of the messages were of the, like, you were right. Look at Rock and Plays. And and I got kind of sad because, like, I don't want to be right about babies dying. Well, no. You know what I mean? no, No one wants to be right about that. Like, yeah, but I I was still still a pretty grim thing to be right about. Um, it was also all over like every baby related Facebook group that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And depending on the group, there were some interesting responses. A lot of people, not in my safe sleep group, obviously, but in some of the other groups, there was a lot of like, well, the babies were unrestrained. My baby... When they're in the rock and play, they're never unrestrained. These people just weren't using it correctly, blah, 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 blah. But like the fact of the matter is you still shouldn't let your baby sleep in a rock and play because of the danger of positional asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. And you now that now even the government and Fisher Price are saying that babies should not be in the rock and play. They should stop using it by three months or as soon as an infant exhibits rollover capabilities restrained unrestrained also there's no such thing as like supervising your sleeping baby in a rock and play that's not a thing your your baby what do you mean by that like that's not i've also seen people be like well i've only let like i don't let them sleep overnight in the rock and play i only let them you know nap when i'm supervising them and from what i have read your baby can suffocate without you even knowing it with this positional asphyxiation. I mean, you're positioning yourself to be a constant warrior helicopter parent. No, I'm just not going to use a rock and play. I know I've been talking about this for a long time and like, but I, I don't get like satisfaction that this has happened because it's sad. But I just, I wish people were aware of the dangers of inclined sleep for infants. I um, agree. Thank you, honey. I'm really glad that we don't have to get a rock and play. Quite frankly, nowhere to put it. Uh, Also true. (laughs) I mean, even before I was aware of the dangers of like, sleeping in a swing i was like well we don't have room for a swing like there's nowhere to put a swing no swing no swing in my jigs so anyway that's all i have to say about that anything else coming over the wire right now in the safe sleep world um no not that i'm aware of any hot new topics in the mom groups I have gotten a couple of very nice emails from some of the mods in the Safe Sleep Facebook group, though, thanking me for my publicizing of this, of Safe Sleep. Well, here, here. So. Uh, let's see, what else is happening? I don't even know. I'm going to try to get it. I don't know. We have piles. Dory's uh, intention over on Forever 35 this week. 
Maybe this week. I don't know when that airs. No, I think it's airing next week. Next week is to get rid of the piles of stuff in our house. And yeah. quite frankly, I agree with her. We need to get rid of these piles of stuff. I worked on... Just have like miscellaneous piles that just form. Yeah. Things, yeah. And I was over at Gorley's house on Saturday. He, I bet he doesn't have piles. There's not one fucking thing. At, I don't know if there's like a room, like if I'm not just... If there's I like a secret If I room. go into the guest bedroom, maybe it's a disaster. But like there's nothing... Out of place. That isn't intentionally placed there. Yeah. It just makes me go, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why do I, why am I, why do I lazily leave things about? So this is the year slash month slash week that the piles are going to get destroyed. Yep. There's just too much stuff. Yeah. And it's like, no matter how much stuff we get rid of, it's like a fungus that grows to take its place. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, what is happening in there? <laughs> I really don't. I couldn't even tell you. It's uh, crazy. And right now it's like, it's like so many boxes have uh, been in our house because of the uh, baby. Yeah. That it just, it just, it's like box city over there. Well, like before, I started getting like Matt was like, why haven't we gotten the car seat yet? And I was like, great question. So I ordered like the car seat, the stroller, um, the travel stroller. Like I ordered a bunch of stuff um, that we hadn't gotten yet. And now all that stuff is here and in boxes in the living room. I'm staring at it right now. Something called a Mesa. And it's not a Mesa Boogie amplifier, which is disappointing. That's the car seat. Mm, whatever. <laughs> I wish it was a Mesa Boogie rectifier amp. That'd be pretty cool. Onboard EQ. How's your back? Okay, better. Yeah, better. I mean, I'm standing and doing stuff yeah, you and not seem, caring. You seem not as in pain as you were. Yeah, it was, it was rough going for probably six days. Mm. Um... But yeah, rock and play news, birth photographer, doctor appointment. We did it, honey. We hit your we update did. section. We should probably take a break. Well, after the business. Oh yeah, the business. Don't forget to leave your Apple podcast reviews. Our Facebook group is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. Our website is excellentadventure.com and our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. If you'd like to tweet us, go to at excellent pod on Twitter or email us Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. And of course you can phone call us with the 413-461-BABY. That's all you got to do. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, 
and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. And we're back. Hello. Enough about us. Let's hear from you, the listener. The listeners. Slash so. podcast enthusiasts slash um, persons who are writing. There you go. Oh, boy. Um, all right. This first email is from Melanie. Had to laugh at the end of this week's episode when Matt jokingly asked if you were going to use Marie Kondo's folding technique on the baby clothes. I don't think you jokingly asked it. I think you. Well, I'm, I think I did because the baby, baby clothes are so small. But oh. look, I have Marie Kondo in my socks. But then, so in fact, I, ha- I had Kondo. Yeah. Dory's a Kondo fan. Because I did exactly that for my 11-month-old son's clothes, and it's kind of your fault. (laughs) And thank you, because I love it. Oh, you're welcome. I hadn't even heard of tidying up until you talked about it on the podcast, so I watched a couple of episodes. Recently, I got tired of discovering adorable outfits in his stacks of next-size-up clothes that he barely fit into without ever wearing because they should have been filed in a smaller size. Oh, wow. So you organized that. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I did, too. Mm. Plus, every morning, my husband, while dressing him, would ask me which of the onesies and pants still fit him or which ones were long sleeve versus short sleeve. So I stopped at the dollar store, picked up some bins and got out my trusty label maker and set to work. Now our mornings go much smoother, Hmm. at least the getting dressed part. 
Um, and then she says, I might have to try your drawer divider idea as well. She loves a drawer divider. And, and look, Phoenix is, is doing right by you guys. I love a drawer divider. With a 3,800 four-bathroom house. For look. two adults, one baby, three big dogs, and two cats. That's still, everyone gets their own room, and cats get the hallways. <laughs> um, but look, Phoenix, I know it's very hot there. It is hot there. Um, yeah. As I, Lucille Bluth once said, I'd rather be dead in California than alive in Arizona. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Lucille. Um, yeah. I, I found it very calming to organize the baby clothes by size and category. And then I also thought for anyone who's taking care of him, whether it's me or Matt or a nanny or a grandparent or a friend, They'll be like, oh, here are the short sleeve onesies in his size. Here are his pants. Here are like all the things that you need all arranged by size. Guys, the microphone just dropped. I caught it. Um, and then he dropped and his then iPad. And the iPad fell. And I caught it. Very talented. But uh, it was a disaster for like 12 seconds. I feel like this needs to go the other way. Oh, is that better yes it is thank you uh lots of microphone action over here at the podcast studio slash shared office slash music room how's the shared office working out for you i don't love it okay you know i'm told to put on headphones all the time (laughs) this is matt's big thing even though she's putting on headphones also so it's like we're two people with headphones on when i feel like one of us could not have headphones on my ears get hot. Why don't you use AirPods? To Bluetooth to a PlayStation? Yeah. No. Okay. It's not what this is. It's not what this room is for. All right. This is not for AirPod times. Hmm. Look, I have so many pairs of headphones that it's fine because there's usually one right next to me. Matt is just not used to. Not at all being in a shared office whereas it basically it's all i've ever worked in or shared offices well i shared an office with eric at the goldbergs but eric and i put our desks facing each other Uh uh-huh which is just easier what does that have to do with anything though i get distracted by like your internet browsing and like it's just right there (laughs) i'm like oh what is she buying on amazon now I'm going to get one of those screen What, what lengthy article is she wasting time reading on uh, the New York Times? I'm kidding. It's not wasting time. <laughs> she reads way more than me. Uh, and it's not a waste of time. But uh, you know what I mean. I guess I'll have to get one of those screen protector things. Yeah, privacy thing? Yeah. Honestly? Okay. I'll order I like one. It, but, but like it's going to like ruin the resolution of your screen. I'm not as hung up on my screen resolution as you are. <laughs> I look. I just want things to perform at their optimal level. Everything but my body. <laughs> All right. This next email is from Kathy. Uh, Kathy from Chanhassen, Minnesota. Again. Oh. My husband and I are sitting here catching up on the Goldbergs, mm-hmm. and I had some random thoughts and some questions. Okay. Are they all Goldberg related? No. Oh, okay. Only the first one. Uh huh. <laughs> Matt. As a writer for this hilarious program on ABC, do you get into the Disney parks for free or any discounts? Uh, There are some perks as an ABC uh, sort of uh, television writer. Um, uh, 
but they really don't kick in until you're like EP. So the Executive answer to that question producer. is Andy Secunda gets a free uh, uh, plaid vest guide and an entry into the theme parks. You know, that's again one of those things where it's like the richer you are, the more free shit you get. Totally. Like the people who actually need the free admission to the parks are not the executive producers. Right. Um, so look, I've got like a year or two before I hit the hit the free plaid vest situation, but uh, um, yeah. That's, um, that's also, surreal. she says, we love guessing who are real Adam F. Goldberg friends and family in the show. I got to be honest with you. It's the, the, the number is, is shockingly higher than you even think. Well, there you go. Sometimes there's people that just are like, you know, we just introduced Dr. Catman. Steve Gutenberg plays him. And uh, Mr. Goulding, the computer teacher played by Dan Mintz, also a real person. Wow. It's just like, you know, it's very it's, strange. It's a real like, this is your life. So, well, th- that is his life. Yeah. Thank God we have the William Penn Academy yearbooks at our disposal. Didn't he go to, he went to Penn Charter? Charter? Sorry. Penn Academy is the name of the school yeah, in the show. It's the fake school. But they're all not, you know, if you ask the Sony and ABC legal department, the spellings are different. They're not really the people. Wink, wink. Well, also, it seems like Penn Academy is a public school. And Penn Charter is a private school. Mm, it does seem like that, yeah. All right. Dory, Matt, as baby Myra can come literally any second, how are you both doing emotionally? Are you scared, nervous, excited, stressed? Do you feel prepared? Uh, not scared, not nervous. Uh, anxious, excited. I know you didn't ask about anxious, but that would be... One of them. Prepared. I mean, look, it's just, it is what it is. It'll come when it comes and I'll be prepared when I'm prepared. That's that. I feel more prepared than I did two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. In terms of like the house being ready and just mentally feeling better about that. That was really stressing me out. Mm-hmm. So I feel a lot better there. I knew it was. That's why I stayed home. And- yeah. And I really appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also feeling, I'm feeling a little more confident about Bo because he's been knock on wood doing so well meeting new people mm-hmm. in, in his special way of meeting pe- new people. It was funny when the, um, someone came over yesterday and as I brought him outside to greet her, a delivery person was coming to make a delivery next door and he freaked out at the delivery person because Mm -hmm. he hates delivery people. But then with this person who came to come to the house, he was totally fine. Well, I was like, Oh, you're like, the delivery person was throwing cheese at him. No, the delivery person was walking towards him carrying a big package. Look, so yeah. Um, delivering to his arch enemy's house. Exactly. Both probably thought there were reinforcements. More tiny bows inside that box. <laughs> There's a dog next door who looks like a miniature bow, and they hate each other. Yep. That dog hates Bo also. Yep. I think Bo probably started it. But, Guaranteed. But now that dog is like, all right, we're enemies. Bo always starts it. He does. But this little bow has taken the 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 challenge. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, all right. Do you plan on announcing the birth to the listener? And if so, how and when? I would assume the following Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would also say, like, you can probably watch our social media. We'll probably announce it. Oh, I wasn't planning on it. You're not going to put it. You're not going to, like, just say that we had the baby? I thought we weren't babying, social babying. We don't have to, like, put their face on. Well, I don't care. Baby's face, who cares? Okay. I was just trying to do what you wanted me to do. I'm fine with a birth announcement on social media. I don't know what that means, but follow Dory on social media. (laughs) She'll do what is right. Okay. Also, Matt, can you give another shout out to my husband, Andy? All right. Andy, listen. Thanks for uh, making your wife watch the Goldbergs. I appreciate it. Um, she also adds she's in 1,850 square feet with two kids, a lab pit bull mix, and a 15-pound cat. Meow. A lot of the, a lot of dog and cat households. I don't understand it. I mean, I've seen it in, in person, but I also don't understand it in practice. I think if Bo had been raised with a cat. They'd be best friends. They'd be BFFs. But since he wasn't, he thinks that cats are fun to maybe eat. I no, don't know. Stare at. Stare at. Like a Growl at. Lunge at. He'll never get a hold of a cat. No. Cats like laugh at him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that cat that's down the street there, the big fat gray one, it's gotten to the point where they just sort of like nod at each other. Yeah, totally. Bo doesn't even bother going after it anymore. Yeah. He has like really chilled out around cats, at least the ones that he's familiar with. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as like when we first got him, the only like I think his most consistent thing is delivery people and squirrels. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I, we first got him, and I brought him to the park next to the grove, and I, you know, we un- unleash, just take the leash off let him run around and he was good and great but then there was the time he saw a squirrel and he wouldn't leave the tree that the squirrel was on like a lunatic <laughs> oh boy such a weird i would never think i would never do that now i know i would never take him in the morning over there with a bunch of dogs and let him just in an unfenced unfenced <laughs> but i mean he was good he would just always come back yeah, except I took him a couple times to the park near us, and he ran out of the park. That's too enclosed. The I think the the beauty of the um, of that park over by the Grove is like when you're in there, you can't see anything but the park. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And squirrels. Theory. That's my theory about squirrels. Um. All right. This is from Charlotte. What's up, Charlotte? Sending out an IVF coverage single signal. Does anyone know of employers that offer? Partial IVF coverage for employees outside of insurance coverage. I'm currently in the process of advocating for IVF coverage at my workplace, and I'd like to offer a list of precedents of employers that do this. Uh, this 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 question to me is like, what does it mean? Does she mean I like think, uh, the employee is like it's a separate employer discount I thing? Th- I think that's what she means. It's like this an extra I'm like sure rider. You, you I'm could sure purchase. if you worked at uh, California Fertility Partners, they'd probably take care of a little bit of it. Maybe that's maybe one not. employer. <laughs> um, all right, IVF signal has is has gone out. If so you, a separate rider you could purchase is what you're thinking. I is, think that's is, what she's asking. All right. If anyone's employer does this, 
please let us know. Not like a stock grant, or you can choose between a stock grant or a, or an IVF round grant. You mean because I bought my BuzzFeed stock and it was the same price as a round of IVF? No, I wasn't even thinking about that. Oh. I literally was just thinking of like weird things companies could offer. Oh, I see. Um, all right. And then we also heard from Megan. Hi, Megan. Telling us that there are some... There's some IVF fertility coverage stuff that has passed in New York State. Whoa. And she says, I don't have all the details yet, but I suspect this is in line with FAFTA. Mm-hmm. I don't know what FAFTA is, do you? It's the federal act for togetherness. All I, know I made f- that up. The only thing I know of FAFTA is, fina- is the financial aid. Um, like when you apply to college and you fill out your FAFTA form. Is that what you're talking about, Megan? I don't know. Um, we'll pass along more when I know it, just for your knowledge. In Did you case... have to get any financial aid? Yeah, I got a lot of financial Me aid. Me too. I had so much financial aid. I wonder how much I have left on my student loans. I finally paid mine off. Um, I was like, I was determined to pay them off before I turned 40. Mm-hmm. And I did. Congratulations. Thank you. Way to go. Thanks. Ugh. You're only 35. I know, but you have like... Um, three more degrees than i do yeah but you also like for a time went to a for-profit school Mm-hmm. and they profited handily off of me yeah jokes on them they're gone and so is that bertucci's but bertucci's is coming back that's what i hear um all right she says it looks like large group insurance plans in new york state will be required to provide coverage for ivf starting in january 2020 I'm so, so, so excited for everyone in the state who will benefit from this law change to require IVF and fertility preservation for many more folks than currently have access to it. Hooray. Did you see the story? Uh, I only, I didn't even listen to it, or but I just saw the Amazon Alexa. Our Alexa show was telling us, um, you know, it's like flashing like stories. Yeah. One of them was a 62-year-old mom carried oh, the that baby was, for, the, that was for a, her son. She was 61, and it was a BuzzFeed story. It was Whoa. a really, it was a really nice story. Um, her son was in a is married to a man, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> they wanted to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And her mom offered his mom offered to be their surrogate. But like, what doctor was like, yeah, let's put this in a 62 year old, 61 year old person? Well, they actually they talked about that because she turns out she was like a remarkably healthy 61 year old. I see. Like they're basically like not every 61 year old would be able to do this. Right. Okay. But she was in like very good physical condition. Um, and it was fine. Um, well, I'm glad that that worked out. Yeah. And they're in Nebraska. Cool story. Slash. I figured it out. There's, you have a, you have a, you have a quill at the other end of this thing. Oh, so you didn't have to have bought a new. Where's our ink? Mm. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Talking about protractors, guys. That's what we do in this house. Um, We're going to take another short break. We are. Yep. Can't wait. Okay. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, honey. Oh yeah, that's a great jingle. That's my jingle to come back from <laughs> oh. from ads. You know, on Forever 35, Kate likes to say, give us a ringle dingle. Uh, when you guys open up a voicemail situation? When we talk about having people call us. Oh, well. Just give us a ringle dingle. I have to stop this and, and turn on the ringle dingles. Oh, now we can ringle dingle all our all our to our heart's content. Sounds you know what we say over on the TNC. What's that? Uh, we open the hailing frequencies. I hear you talking about the hail bag. Yeah, that's what we do. We have a hail bag because mm-hmm. we get hails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy! Real quality stuff coming out of this house. <laughs> um. All right. This next email is from Maria. Remember last week we heard from a woman named Kate who is a nanny. Yes, and, and wanted to know wanted how to bre- broach the subject of the fact that she too was going to be correct. in need of a nanny. Well, no. <laughs> well, I mean, what I mean is, she has a kid. To take she's care of she. Yeah, she's she's gonna have a kid. All right, so Maria had some insight. Oh, I like it. I'm a nanny for a family that has four kids, and I'm also pregnant, <gasps> expecting my first in August. I've been with this family for four years, and this fall, my youngest will be entering kindergarten, so all the kids will be in school full-time. I think she means the youngest that she means nannies will be in school full-time. Okay. When I told the family I was pregnant, not only were they elated, but incredibly supportive. We have worked out a deal where I will have maternity leave, and when I come back... I will be able to bring the baby with me to work as the kids will be in school most of the day and my duties will shift to focus more on manning the day-to-day house stuff I do while the kids are at activities now. We talked about breastfeeding and keeping essentials in their home as well as what work would more likely entail towards the end of my pregnancy when I can't do heavy lifting or a lot of walking. Mm -hmm. I strongly suggest Kate sits down and writes a list of things she's willing to compromise with versus things that are a hard decision on. Traveling, Thanksgiving, hours, etc. I suggest she thinks about what is important to her, such as if she will be breastfeeding, her maternity leave, traveling with the family, holidays and days off, less strenuous activities towards the end of her pregnancy. And that she also be open to hearing what the family's concerns or their important aspects of the job are. You might find yourself having to broach awkward subjects like breastfeeding or cover-ups or keeping a pack in play or essentials at work, etc., but be open to everything. Unfortunately, what works for you or what the family's needs are might not necessarily be ideal for you. And you're expanding family, so be ready to have to go that route as a possibility. It sucks having to find a new job after birth, but you ultimately want something that would be a great situation for everyone. Hope that helps a little and gives Kate a good jumping off point. I agree with that statement. Yeah. But, I, uh, you know, look, the beauty of the egg and nanny and job signal is that, weirdly, everybody listening has been through a very similar thing. There's, I mean, you know what I mean. Somebody out of everybody. Oh, yes, yes. Exactly. Like, you know, we had a someone write in about being a nanny who's pregnant, and how do I tell the family? And then who writes in but a, a nanny, nanny who is pregnant. pregnant and has already told the family. Yeah. See? 
Yeah. Do you think you are unique? Guess what? <laughs> You're not. Um, honey, I think you should read this next email. Uh, what is it? Or who is it from? It's from Kira. All right. Let me bring up the old emails. Uh, uh, Kira, here we go. Ready? Hi again. It's Kira, by the way. Matt was right on the pronunciation. It's Kira, not Kyra. But I kind of like the way Dory said it. It's all American-like. I've been wanting to write you with an update uh, for a while, but got so deep into nesting and baby prep that I hadn't gotten around to it until now. My due date... Due date... With my due date coming and eventually gone and now super duper overdue wow all right first of all this is gonna be tough for me to read because i don't have my glasses on do you want me to read it well you asked me to read it i thought it'd be fun because you got the pronunciation right hang on guys he put on his glasses i did usually i read this on a screen but i get some resolution problems happening and the map to new hanover i just visited the trapper Dropped off a perfect panther pelt. You're welcome. Those of you who enjoyed Red Dead Minute, come see me later. Uh, Back to Kira. First of all, thank you to the two for insightful feedback, especially thanks to your listeners who gave many uh, empathetic and thought-provoking responses. Especially one young woman who was a singleton on her mom's side, but had step-siblings and her dad... Uh, with her dad and told us all will be well either way found hearing from someone with direct comparison very helpful again this is exactly what i was talking about with the with this um podcast honey is these direct comparisons Mm -hmm. of your your seemingly unique situations yep secondly i wanted to report on our decision namely we decided the week after we wrote in this is our last pregnancy after hearing all the responses the feeling uh, the oppressive question uh, was throwing a shadow over the final stages of pregnancy. I had a realization. Uh, there has been nothing about this process that I could control. I was always helpless before my stupid destiny. To meet the love of my life so late, my desperation for children, uh, over which I seem to have no control, the fact that my infertility, all the IVF and that didn't work, even the morning sickness... I had no say in any of it. And I felt like years passed where I was adrift in choiceless. Oh, sorry, adrift in choicelessness. That, mm. is, that is a better turn of phrase. Uh, and now, this is very a very happy time being overshadowed by my indecision and dread about throwing myself into that again. So, during one of our regular long walks in the woods by our house. Wouldn't that be nice if we had woods by our house? Mm. I used to live with woods behind my house. Um, my husband and I got into talking about it casually and then more seriously and even though he's he was somewhat can't we deal with this issue later he understood my feelings people say you can't know if you even want kids more till you have one but i agree with dory that only applies if you have the luxury of being able to produce more should you decide you want more question isn't do we want more children we certainly do the question is will we do more ivf with virtually no chance of success and all the time energy and money uh, so we decided, somewhere in the woods, no, we might adopt, we might foster, we might be one and done. But no more of this particular hell. Felt like a massive burden off my shoulders, pure relief. I didn't realize uh, it would be like this, but I have enjoyed the 
end of the pregnancy so much, and I'm treasuring every moment, milestone, and experience because I know I'll never have it again, and it has made it more special, uh, not more bitter. Somehow, this decision freed me. We've had a baby shower, which was not uh, at all the thing, not at all a thing done here. Uh, my best friend said, if it's the only one, let's do that American thing for movies and TV shows <laughs> and have a baby shower. <laughs> and we did. Uh, we probably did it all wrong by American standards with the European version, uh, but it was tons of fun anyway. And that's how my story went. Maybe it can help someone else. Sometimes the indecision and not knowing is the worst, but it's empowering to know that you can free yourself from that and your choice is made. It's not as bad as you thought anyway. I totally agree with you, Kira. <laughs> Kira, 68 square meters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, she's probably, I hope she's had the baby by now. I hope so, too. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. For agreeing with my hopes. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Kira, if we come visit you, can we walk in those woods? Sounds fun. It does sound fun. Where is she? Australia, right? Oh, no, she's in Germany. She's in, um, where is she exactly? Wherever you are, it's going to be charming and I want to go. Yeah, I think she's in Berlin, actually. Great. Yeah. You guys have cleaned that up, right? <laughs> Berlin is tons of fun. Honey, if your ancestors have heard you say that. I know. It is a little weird to walk around there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I would love to go to Berlin. I would love to go on the never built German River Adventure from Epcot Center. Oh. They built an entrance for it. The show building was there. They never put it in. Anyway. Interesting. But you can go to a beer garden. I like a beer garden. <sighs> I like beer. I miss beer. I haven't had it in a while. Week and a half. But anyway. How did you have beer a week and a half ago? When I was out with Jonah when you were away. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jonah guys, and Scott. You guys really had a day. Jonah and Scott Mosier really got the old band back together. Yeah. Had a great time. I got to call Mosier back. Oh, my God. Anyway. Oh, Kira, I'm sorry. I'm drifting. <laughs> but thank you for your email. Please update us on this baby. Maybe our babies can be pen pal baby friends. <laughs> um, we also heard from Rachel. Oh. Who is a medical student interested in OBGYN. She gets daily emails from the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. And after listening to this week's episode, I saw an article from today's email that I thought might be of interest to y'all. I copied the summary below. Health Day reports a new study suggests that for pregnant women, a C-section carries a higher risk of severe complications than a vaginal delivery. Interesting. Particularly after age 35. Mm -hmm. Investigators said that cesarean deliveries appear to call an overall 80% increased risk of severe maternal complications when compared to vaginal delivery. Also, for women 35 or older, the risk from C-section is nearly triple that of normal delivery, and that risk leaps to fivefold if they undergo a C-section before labor has commenced, the investigators That's found. interesting. Certainly the whole before labor has commenced C-section mm -hmm. situation. All that to say, vaginal delivery is the safest way to go if you are able. I hope this helps you in your C-section versus induction debate. Uh, there is no debate. What she does not want is to be induced followed by a C-section. Correct. The debate has raged uh, not at all. 
The only debate here is I'm saying, well, why not? The only way you can know you're devoid of the thing that you don't want is to do the thing that comes at the end of the thing you don't want. <laughs> I'm um, trying to out logic a pregnancy here, guys. It's not working so nope. far. Uh, she also lives in 774, 774 square feet. What? With her husband and their dog, who proudly takes up most of the room. That is just rude of the dog. But Rachel, I mean, thank you for writing. Our it. dog is currently taking up an entire couch. Well, you asked him to go there. I did because he was lying where my chair goes to record the podcast. You you love that chair more than you love your dog. No, I needed to record the podcast. That's my old chair. I missed that chair. I said you could have it back. And then I said, what, do you want this chair? And you said wholeheartedly, no. It's a gaming chair. I do not want your DX Racer gaming chair. <laughs> I, I could, if you want this chair back, I can get a different chair. No, this chair stays. This was an expensive chair. I have to get all of the time out of it. Okie doke. That chair, by the way, you know, the chair I first got when I moved to Los Angeles was the cheapest chair at Target. And that chair is still outside under that table next to the shed. Why don't we just throw it out? I think I just we just keep forgetting. Mm. But my point is, that chair and that desk that I bought the same day lasted the entire time I've been in Los Angeles. I'm very impressed by that. Yeah, same. I miss that desk. It's gone now, honey. I know. Did you know it got, I got rid of it? I know. You sacrificed it. No, but I mean, like, I got rid of it from the yard. It's not there yeah, anymore. No, yeah, no, I, I know. I still miss it. I'm thinking about it right now. So long, desk. But now you have a fun desk that can be standing or not standing. Yeah, and I've, you know, I'll stand when I'm playing guitar here. Christopher Fanaghi got me back into Rocksmith. Mm, mm-hmm. Did that happen last week? Was that last week? I, I don't, don't remember. remember. <laughs> the week's all blended. I really don't remember. Every week, every week I haven't been at work has turned into a... It's funny. Every week I'm like, like I see these new horizons ahead of me of things I'll do. And then the week fills up so Mm -hmm. quickly with stuff I actually have to do Mm -hmm. to the point where I get real bummed out and think about the fact that work would start soon. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I bought uh, I bought Rocksmith over on the uh, PlayStation. And quite frankly, I just had to I had to. uh, I have to say thank you to, I believe, Christopher Fenegg. I believe he asked about it. All right. This next email is from Anonymous. Do, 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 do. And she says that she doesn't want kids. She doesn't have kids. But she still listens to the podcast. And it's helped her support her friends by who have done IVF cool, by asking cool. informed questions and understanding what tests and procedures they were going through. And now she is the proud godmother slash auntie of an adorable 16-month-old little lady who I get to spoil rotten and give back to her parents at the end of the day. So she has some unsolicited advice, not for us, mm-hmm. but for our friends, based okay. on what she's learned by being this godmother slash auntie. Number one. Do we, do we, Phil, have, we don't have any friends who listen to this, so. Well, you know, in case we have one or two. <laughs> Fill the fridge. 
When mom and dad are at the hospital and completely focused on baby Shafrira, make sure they aren't coming home to an empty fridge. Staples to get them through the first week. Bread, milk, coffee, some easily reheatable soups or casseroles are a godsend. Don't forget the healthy snacks. Even better if you can open and eat them one-handed with a wee one in your arms. Two, don't overstay your welcome. Be cognizant of mom and dad's feelings. Don't show up unannounced unless that's okay. If they need quiet time to be their new little family, leave. Make yourself useful. Don't expect to be catered to when you visit. Mom and dad have enough to deal with. See that dishes need to be done? Do them. Yeah. Laundry needs folding? Fold while you visit. Yeah. Piles that need to be getting rid of? Get rid of the piles. Four, offer to watch the baby. Do mom and dad look exhausted or need to shower or have a minute to themselves? Watch the kiddo for them. They can take a break knowing he's nearby and taken care of. Once they are confident in your abilities as babysitter (laughs) extraordinaire, they can maybe even leave the house without baby. Five, get ready to be amazed. Your dear friends are going to be parents. I always knew my friends would be good at it, but seeing them transform into mom and dad has been so wonderful. Best of luck to both of you and Bo in the last few weeks of pregnancy. Congratulations. Thanks again for all you do. Thank you for those tips that I will print out, laminate, and pass along to all of our friends. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Um... Good advice. I have no real sort of, um, I don't even know that the, I don't feel like we're going to get any visitors besides our family coming in. Danielle will come over and Kate. Are they T-dapped? Yeah, Danielle is Mm -hmm. because her friend. um, What about Kate? We'll have to ask Kate. Yeah, exactly. If she's T-dapped. We can go to Walgreens. It's real cheap. Yep. $65. Yep. All right. Um, remember last week we heard from someone about Facebook Marketplace and they said they just do yeah, porch pickup? Yeah, I was very pickup. confused by porch pickup. Where does the money go? How do you get the money? So she wrote in. Yep. She said, for the Facebook Marketplace porch pickup, I just asked them to put the cash in the mailbox. I've probably done it 15 times and the money has always been there. Amazing. There's still good left out there. There's still humanity. It's like the true honor system. I love it. Um. All right, I'm going to play a voicemail. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Jenny in San Diego. Um, I'm actually the one who sent you guys that wish book. Um, I don't know, just thought it might be nice to have a little face or um, voice, I guess, um, with the name. Uh, anyway, I have just been kind of thinking about the arrival of your little baby and was wondering if you guys had a plan of action for the podcast as it relates to like the week that he's born. Um, are you, do you guys have like a pre-recorded podcast that, you know, we should kind of expect that comes out the, you know, that week that he comes or are you guys going to give us just a small little snippet um, of an update and say, Hey, we'll, we'll get back to you when we can, we get back to you or, you know, or even, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I felt like it was definitely, uh, not fair for you guys to, to feel like you had to do a podcast, obviously, that first week he was born or even, you know, I know you guys have already mentioned stuff about the future of the podcast, which you guys can determine, um, later. But, um, by the way, I am a huge fan of the, when somebody else called in, I think a couple of weeks ago about it being monthly. I think that sounds like a great option for you guys. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if that were me, I would want to be doing, um, something every week. So anyway, just thought I'd call and ask 
that. It's been on my mind the last couple of weeks and thought I'd finally call in. All right. Um, hope all is well. Um, best of luck um, to you both. Hopefully that um, praying for a, a safe and hopefully short um, delivery of your little healthy baby, Sapphira. Alrighty. Take care. Bye. Uh, we are probably just going to wing it. Yep. And decide that, um, I don't know, I've never missed a week of podcasting. Uh, when we've had ads, because that's an obligation. So. I may look. We we're scheduled. Do we have everything? Is everything scheduled? Are we scheduled to have like? We don't have any time scheduled off, do we? No, we don't. So you'll you'll hear something. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how we do it here. That's a song. Good song. Just wrote it. I mean, do you want to take some time off? It's a little late. A little late. <laughs> but we could look. They might not be an hour and a half long. Yeah. But we'll try to get something out for you guys. Yeah. All right. This next email is from Liz, who also wants, she's she's begging for some kind of update somewhere after it all goes down. Just please tell us where to look ahead of time in case there are no more pods. We just need to know how and when it all happens. Podcast will not just disappear. Really, we have no entitlement to this information, but many of us have been with you on this ride for years and genuinely care about you. I assure you all, it will not just disappear. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Matt's other pods. Please don't leave us hanging and best of luck for a smooth delivery. It just gets crazy after that for the first month or so. Prepare to be delirious and delusional, but at some point totally in love. You two may want to kill each other at times. Dory breastfeeding was the hardest thing ever. Painful, stressful, etc. We didn't get over the hump with the pain, stress, and supply issues until about four to five weeks. My supply is still probably on the low side. So if you plan on breastfeeding and powering through difficulties, try to prepare yourself emotionally now and, of course, research. A great book that was suggested by an egghead is The Breastfeeding Mother's Guide to Making More Milk. If you run into issues, apparently age and infertility can also lead to issues. It took me five years, and I'm also I'm almost 41, so yay for us older fertility-challenged moms. Anyway, I'm almost nine weeks in and loving pretty much every minute of it. Good luck, and please don't forget your eggheads. We love a parenting podcast. Oh, boy. Love you guys, Liz. Liz, thank you. Thank you, Liz. Um, we will not leave you hanging. No, we're not. We can't. Like just by virtue of the fact that look, they, I can tell you uh, uh, with great probability that I wouldn't expect it to come out Sunday night. As long as I get it out by Monday at midnight, I've done it in time. So, you know, it might shift to Monday at some point, but pretty regularly on the Sunday night to my best of my ability. We might have to bring equipment to the hospital. Mm -mm. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'll just call Andy and have him bring his. (laughs) Um, All right. Another voicemail here. Hello, it's the Ramekin (laughs) calling with random information that no one asked for. Um, Matt, I want to know if you had heard about the recent controversy at Disney. As of May 1st, they are no longer allowing stroller wagons. They have long not allowed 
wagons, yes. but have allowed stroller wagons such as the Keen and the Veer, very beloved by the extremely large crossover between what we call stroller queens. Those are those of us who are <laughs> obsessive gearheads about yeah. strollers. Um, fleets of strollers that rival your guitar collection, I'm sure. Um, Stroller queens are, are a whole breed all, all on our own, and <laughs> many of the stroller queens go to Disney like three times a month, and they feel very passionately about their stroller wagons, which have now been disallowed, and they are up in arms, <laughs> some of which like sort of blame, like not blaming, but uh, pointing at special needs families, and special needs families such as myself were like, uh, y'all, no, no. Disney is going to bend over backwards to meet all of our needs. Don't worry about us. We can bring whatever wagon we want. Um, so that's actually the best way to get to Disney and beat the line <laughs> is uh, have a child with a significant disability. Then you can do whatever you want. Um, arguably, there are trade-offs, but I think my kiddo with her disability is pretty great, and I'm going to take the perks where I can find them. Uh, let's see. Oh, other thing I wanted to let you know about was... <laughs> Uh, the concept of door pants. A friend of mine who doesn't have a Newton nanny just has a hook near the door with a bonus pair of pants uh-huh. for when deliveries arrive and they have to be signed for and she's not wearing pants. This might so, be... Matt, get yourself some door pants. I, do, I Honestly, I practically all the time have a have oh, door and I'm in North Carolina with 1,600 square feet, a screened-in porch, uh, two adults, one one-year-old, and two hairless cats. Yeah. <laughs> Ramakick, we're finally giving us the information. I know, that we've desperately needed. I mean... Uh, I just looked up the stroller ban. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. Are you? Well, yeah. Honey, it's on all the Disney, Disney News websites. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's just those like massive like double strollers that they're banning. Yeah, but no, it's not... The, the main... The big, the big hoopla is these wagons. What is a stroller wagon? I saw two or three of them the last time we were at Disney. Oh, I see. This was uh, this was not what I was picturing. It's a it really is a wagon. Yeah, it's like a red flyer, radio flyer, but like fascinating, but not. Um, wait, this article all that I looked up also says there's a smoking ban that's going to happen. Yeah, in the parks. Yeah. All right, so, I'll accept it. You know. Um. Okay. Poor Walt. One more voicemail. Walt would have been so sad about it. Hello, Matt and Dory. It is John and Shannon, and we are driving home from the casino. What a surprise. We're listening <laughs> to your podcast. And I can't I believe they actually called. It. John has never heard it. it. But uh, just wanted to call and say good luck. And uh-huh. if you ever need help moving a couch, Matt, I will fly out to Los Angeles if I need to. Can't wait to meet your son. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That was John McDonough, everybody. That was uh, one of my best friends on, on, on the planet Earth. One of the best men at my wedding. Uh, he and Shannon had just gone to uh, the MGM in Springfield. Oh. Yeah, to check it out. And? Uh, then, I mean, look. I think it went okay, but John did follow up with a with a with a hypothetical question. He said, "How long would it take you and Shannon to go through one million dollars in a casino?" And I said to him, "I guessed that it would take sixty consecutive days." 
of being in a casino to, for me to go through $1 million. And then he said, well, you could also go to the high roller room and bet on the slot machines that are $500 a pull. And then I revised it to 24 hours. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> a month? What? No. Two months, I think it would take me. No. If I was at my, if I was at my normal rate of gamble. Right. But I'd have to be there. I couldn't, like, leave. Right. Ever. Okay. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Um, but that was very nice of John to call in. And finally listen to the fucking podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, on that note. On that lovely note. We are going to end the show. I think they are, might come out in um, August. Oh, okay. When uh, they'll be in Vegas. Then they're going to come All right. through. They, they're thinking about it. They're thinking about it, honey. All right. Just letting you know. Okay. Um, reminder, you can support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash adventure. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you'll get your name read on the podcast each month. And you also get the whole back catalog of all the Patreon episodes where I got to say shit goes down on the Patreon episodes. Yeah, it's much looser. I'll tell you that much. Um, uh, Lucy Goosey, a lot of uh, non-baby related questions and answers. Yep. And we really let loose. Uh, a lot of fun over there. Yep. So. so here is our first batch of names for this month. Honey, are you ready? No. Yes. Diane M. Martin. Oh, Diane. Jennifer H. S. Judy. Frederick Rawa. Greg Watchorn. Uh, Carolyn Land. Tara McElfresh. Lauren Gleason. Melody Baltazar. Tyler Rosewood. Lily Avalar. Meg Eck. Michelle Johnson. Kelly J. H. Newell. Nikki Bossert. Britt S. Baker. Catherine Cock. Or Coke. Coke. Cock. Cocky. Catherine, tell us how. Uh, Susanna Ludwig. Alicia Baubisha. <laughs> Jacqueline Griffin. Melissa Garcia. Paul Sharp. Edwina Morgan Bodo. Tracy Johnson. Sarah Yim. Valerie Green. Maggie Fleming. Nancy Powell. Angie James. Rachel Lander. Carrie Mills. Uh, Layla Arshid. Helen R.B. There he is. Christopher Fenaghi, everybody. Patricia Faust Resig. Pretty in Beantown. Hannah Crowder. Uh, Jennifer Sika. Sandra Maller. Uh, Kelly. Heather Nelson. Ann Kaylee. DFI Plums. <laughs> Brittany Bonanza. Jesse Hendricks. Hooten Waddle. Christine M. Jane Callahan. Lettuce Sparkle. And Amanda Lighty. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the podcast. No baby yet. Tune in next week to find out if there's still no baby yet and we've gotten an invitation to see Avengers Endgame. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.